Hey, I'm Nicole Renee, and I'm a big believer in the maxim that wellness is wealth. I've spent over half my life teaching people to get truly well, emotionally, physically, mentally, through fitness, self-care, nutrition, and mind-body practice. I absolutely love entrepreneurs as well. Whether you are a secret entrepreneur who has an idea, but you're afraid to go out and implement it and make it a business, or if you already have a business and have taken that big jump and have made your idea into reality. So when I'm not teaching about wellness, I teach entrepreneurs how to actualize their practice in all its myriad ways as the linchpin to creativity, leadership, happiness, confidence, authenticity, which then leads them to a deeper purpose and the courage to go after it. Remember, you can have all the money, people, material things in the world, but if you don't have wellness, you don't have anything. Everything begins and ends with our wellness. You can lose it all and always begin again if you have it. So wellness is the true wealth. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to Transcend Through Wellness, the podcast. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a beautiful day. Today, I'm going to talk about the part two journey for my daughter, Giselle, as promised. If you listen to the first part of her journey where I went through our discovery of her rare seizure disorder and some of the things that led up to that discovery, what we went through, what our journey was. Um, This is the part two, which is kind of an interesting story as well and sort of um, brings in these um, concepts of synchronicity and meant to be-ness and the universe sometimes conspiring to help you get where you need to go and put you in front of the people you need to be put in front of. But where I left off was that we moved to Marin County so that I could get my daughter into a public school where she could get a special educational program for her unique learning needs due to the seizures. And for those of you who don't know, 99% of private schools do not have this service for children who need more additional assistance for whatever reason. It could be they have dyslexia, ADHD, a seizure disorder, or some other learning um, uniqueness that requires an IEP, which is an individualized education plan. This is something that the public school system will provide as long as you have documentation and you're able to prove that your child needs it. So I knew all of that when I moved to Marin. I knew what the school district was like. I knew it was going to be an incredible public school for her. I knew I would be able to get an IEP for her as long as I did the homework and got the professionals all together on with the principal to provide the documentation that proved she had a seizure disorder. So in case you missed all of that, there was about two and a half months of Um, coordination on my part with psychologists, her medical team, the principal, and the special education um, teacher at her elementary school. And we had to have this huge meeting with a conference call in order for her to get that IEP. But this was the reason I moved to Marin County along with some additional reasons, okay? Public school, special needs child, needs additional help, can't get it at a private school. So successfully get her into an IEP. Thank God that's done. She has the help she needs to be successful at school. 
Meanwhile, she's still having many seizures a day, and I'm still on the road trying to figure out how to help her. She has to fail a few pharmaceutical drugs before she'll even be considered for a surgery, but we don't even know what that surgery would be. We just know that she has to fail a few um, medical trials for, for children to be considered for brain surgery. And so this began this very frustrating and irritating trajectory of trying her on different anti-seizure drugs. And, you know, obviously I'll just cut to the chase. None of them worked because... When there's a tumor in the brain that is causing seizures, meds do not work for that. The only thing that works for it is removing the thing that's causing the seizures and or, you know, obliterating it or lasering it so that it stops creating that firing that happens over and over again, which was causing the laughing seizures. Now, I already knew this because I had done research. That's the kind of person I am. Once I figure out that something's wrong for myself, my child, or somebody I love, I go to work and I research like crazy. And so I knew that we were going to, we were looking at brain surgery and it was looking at um, a brain surgery that's highly specialized since the tumor was deep inside of her brain near her hypothalamus. It wasn't on the outer lobes of the brain, which is where some seizure disorders manifest. It was actually in the center of her brain, which, you know, less than 10 years ago was impossible to get to. We just didn't have the technology for a surgeon to get to the middle of the brain. But because of her diagnosis and the time that she's born in, we actually do have technology now that allows a surgeon to get to that place in the brain without completely disabling and causing brain damage to someone. So thank God for that. Okay, so flash forward, she's having the seizures, she has her IEP, she's in second grade, she's in third grade, she's not, none of the drugs are working. Obviously, we're moving towards this place where it's looking like the brain surgery is a reality, but I don't know where to send her. There's two hospitals that do a very specialized laser-guided brain surgery. For children who have a harmatoma, which again is a small non-cancerous tumor deep in the brain that causes gelastic seizures. One hospital is Texas Children's Hospital in Houston. The other one is a hospital in Arizona and there's a surgeon there whose name I cannot remember. These are the only two people. Okay, that I came across in my research, who have been interviewed on the news, who have published in all the medical journals. They seem to be the only two surgeons in the nation that do this kind of surgery and that specialize in people who have this specific seizure disorder. So I know who the people are. I don't know where to send her. I, at this point, start dating, which is crazy, but it's been seven and a half years since I've been on a date because I've been divorced for eight years, but my daughter and my full-time job, plus having cancer, has taken up all of my time. I now decide that I'm going to start dating because everybody needs to meet grown-ups in their life, and I go on a series of blind dates. I think it's my third or fourth blind date. And he's a physician from Honolulu. And we meet at a sushi restaurant in Mill Valley for lunch. And because I'm so out of practice with dating, which is kind of funny in a way, but it's the truth. I mean, I hadn't dated since I was 31 and I'm now 40, 45 years old. 
Um, I'm totally out of practice. And instead of, you know, being a normal person who goes on a date, I actually spill my daughter's entire story to this physician over lunch. As luck would have it, he was a super kind and compassionate person. And he listened and he asked me really thoughtful questions. And then he said this game-changing statement that his best friend in medical school sits on the board of neurology for Texas Children's Hospital in Houston, and that his best friend who sits on the board has a surgeon named Dr. Daniel Curry, who actually is one of the only people in the nation who does laser brain surgery for people who have gelastic seizures. Now, if that is not the universe conspiring to put me in front of the exact person that I needed to be in front of for what my daughter needed at the exact right time, I don't know what that is, but that's what happened. And in very short order, he had his best friend call me to this. I cannot remember his name right now, but if I remember it, I'll put it in the show notes. And he had his friend call me the very next day. And he did. His friend called me. This is a a board certified neurologist who sits on the board of neurology at Texas Children's Hospital in Houston. He listened to my entire story. He listened to Giselle's diagnosis. And he said, I have the surgeon for you. His name is Dr. Daniel Curry. He is the man who can help Giselle get rid of these seizures and who performs this miraculous surgery that's guided by laser where they actually map the brain through a series of MRIs and then he uses a laser to pinpoint the tumor deep inside her brain and what they do for lack of a better word is singe it to eradicate it you can't cut it out and remove it but you can singe it to and eradicate it by using the laser to stop it from firing. It's an eight-hour surgery, and seven of those hours is just the MRI mapping for where the laser will go. I am like basically hyperventilating with excitement because I finally have a person, a surgeon, who knows exactly what my daughter needs and who has pioneered this incredible surgery that's going to save her life and save her from a lifetime of brain damage. I feel like I've finally struck gold after what? She's like nine years old at this point, nine years of struggling to figure out what's wrong with my child and who can help her. So two days later, Dr. Daniel Curry calls me and I rehashed Giselle's entire story. And he's very, you know, as most surgeons are, very to the point, very blunt, very direct. I totally appreciate it. And within a few weeks, we are flying to Houston to meet Dr. Daniel Curry. We fly out. He assesses Giselle and she has to go through her 
own MRIs with him and his team because he actually has an MRI machine that he only uses for these purposes. It doesn't matter that she's had three MRIs at Stanford um, Hospital in the Children's Hospital at Lucille Packard. He wants his own set of MRIs for her because they're specialized for the surgery that he's going to do. So we go through that with him. We go through the consult. He works with us, discusses the surgery, the risks, everything that we need to know. Uh, Let me just say it is beyond overwhelming and at the same time extremely exciting to know what can be done for Giselle to cure her because at this point we didn't know that there was a cure available to her and that she'd be facing a lifetime of brain damage and these multiple seizures that interrupt every single moment of her life and her sleep and everything else. So this is incredible news, right? And that's the first visit. The second visit, we go out and we have to do an overnight EKG where they measure brain waves and she goes through more testing. On this trip, I actually bring her father so that he can be involved in the decision making and he can be on the same page and he can hear everything that I'm hearing. Plus, Dr. Curry has lined us up with our own neurologist at Texas Children and our own team at Texas Children's Hospital in Houston. So I need her father there to hear everything I'm hearing, to be in on everything, to be part of the team. And we go and we do all of that. And then a surgery date is set. So it is a very exciting time. It is stressful. My poor child has been through a lot. I'm excited and stressed and nervous. Her father's excited and stressed and nervous. My daughter, who's only 10 years old, is excited and stressed and nervous. But we go ahead and we book our trip through the generous donations of a fundraiser through a GoFundMe. Our insurance, even though my ex-husband has wonderful insurance, it does not cover everything that's involved for a surgery of this magnitude. It's also very specialized. You know, laser brain surgery is not something that happens every day for gelastic seizures. It does at Texas Children's, but it's not a common thing. So it only covered a certain amount, and then we had to raise money for the rest of it, which included flights and hotel stays. We had to be in Houston for two weeks after the surgery for her recovery so that the team could monitor her recovery after she was done with the surgery. So there was a fair amount of money that needed to be raised for this to happen for my daughter. And I am so lucky that I have friends and family that fully supported this endeavor. And it was through a very generous GoFundMe um, fundraiser that was done for Giselle and I that we were able to fly to Houston with her father and provide this surgery and this recovery and an Airbnb and everything we needed in order for her to get the surgery done and for her to recover well. And that we did. We did accomplish that. She did go through the brain surgery. She was on the playground the next day. The recovery didn't even take two weeks. And I will tell you, you guys, she has not had a single seizure since that day in 2010. And it is now 2000, not 2010, I'm sorry. It was a 
when she was 10 years old. So she's 14 now. It was four years ago. Sometimes my brain gets a little bit foggy because I'm still in treatment, but it was four years ago. She hasn't had a single seizure since. I mean, if that is not a miracle, I don't know what is. This man, Dr. Daniel Curry at Texas Children's Hospital in Houston, literally saved her life. And like I said, it was an eight-hour surgery, but seven hours of that was just mapping of the brain so that he could pinpoint the exact way to get the laser in to singe the harmatoma so it would stop firing. And that he did. Now, does it come with some risk? Of course it does. Of course he told us worst case scenario. Some of that worst case scenario was another another surgery. If this one didn't take, it was possible that he could harm other areas of her brain with the laser. I mean, nothing is 100% guaranteed. So we went in knowing that there were some risks with this. But honestly, the benefits outweighed the risks. And I knew that this was the only way to cure her, that there were no drugs to cure her. This is the only way to make sure she didn't have seizures anymore. And so I made the decision with her father and her team that we were going to proceed. And I'm so glad we did because like I said, Giselle has not had a seizure since. It's four years and counting. She's had several follow-ups. Everything looks good. She's thriving at school. She still has her IEP, still does need her additional assistance, but she's doing really, really well. Her physical capabilities have caught up. Her learning capabilities have caught up because you know what? She's not constantly interrupted by seizures every moment of the day. She sleeps through the night now. Everything's improved for my daughter, socially, physically, emotionally, mentally, because the seizures have stopped. And it's all because of this man. (laughs) It's all because of a blind date I went on, if you can believe it. You know, I probably would have found it another way. But to have someone put you in touch with the person who can call you directly and then put you in touch with the surgeon who can call you directly, that I had not experienced in the entire history of her life. And like I said, since the day this child came into my life, it has been nothing but doctors and hospital visits for her. So this was unprecedented for us to have it served up on a plate like this and to be handheld through the whole thing with this incredible team at Texas Children's Hospital in Houston. I cannot say enough good things about the hospital, the facility, the treatment we had, the physician we had, the surgeon we had, the team we had, the care we were given, the nursing staff. I mean, it was top, top rated above and beyond what Stanford has provided. And Stanford is like known as one of the best children's hospitals, but I have to say that Texas Children's went above and beyond. So if you know of someone who has gelastic seizures, and needs to hear this episode, please share it because we have a success story here. And I've provided the name of the surgeon, the hospital where she was given care and the team. And I will put all of this in the show notes. You know, obviously my daughter is thriving now. She's doing so, so well. We've had no after effects from the surgery. And in case you didn't catch it, the size of her scar on her scalp is Um, smaller than the size of your baby pinky fingernail. That's how small the scar is. So it's a very tiny little scar. 
and she was on the playground the next day. She did need rest and recovery for about two weeks, and it took a little time for the steroids to go out of her system because they do give them steroids during the surgery to reduce swelling. Obviously, it's a precautionary thing. She did struggle with some constipation afterwards. That's because of the pain meds, very common. But within two weeks, my daughter was back to normal, back to her normal self. So we definitely have a success story, a happy ending to Giselle's seizure um, journey. And I will tell you something kind of interesting about my child. Um, It's something that I'm very proud of. It's something that I never would have done when I was her age. But it's something she did do with the help of her brilliant teachers at the Cove School in Larkspur. But when she was in third grade, she actually did a presentation on her seizures to her class. And I accompanied her and helped her with it. And we did show a video of her having a seizure as well as drew a like a little visual diagram of what happens in the brain for her when she's about to have a seizure and why it was happening. And we did this presentation to her class of 30 with the encouragement and support of her teaching team, which I will I will always love Miss Mounier and Miss Estes because of their support of her. And we felt it was important because her seizures caused her to laugh and we needed her classmates to understand what was happening so that they didn't think that Giselle was laughing for no reason and that they could understand and have compassion and empathy for her and actually support her when this was happening because frequently she wouldn't hear what was just said or she'd forget because the seizure would take up that brain space and her classmates could help her afterwards. But I thought it took incredible courage and bravery on my child's part to out herself in front of her classmates and to say all of that and to invite that empathy and understanding. And it took incredible courage and self-awareness and bravery. And I couldn't have been more proud of her, nor could I have more respect for her teachers and her classmates for wanting to participate, for wanting to understand, for being supportive. I will also say that her teachers and classmates FaceTimed her while she was at Texas Children's Hospital to see how she was doing in recovery. And that really lifted her spirits and made her feel very included and very loved and very supported. So for those of you who need a success story, who want to feel inspired today by the goodness of people, the kindness of people, by that sometimes that life does put us where exactly where we need to be in front of the people we need to be in front of. And that sometimes by saying your story, it's incredible what comes to you. I hope that this story made you feel good today. And if it it would help somebody you know, please share it. You can text it to somebody you know. You just click the link in the podcast and it allows you to share it. You can screenshot it. You can share it on social media and tag me. And I hope you do. The more people I can help, the better I feel. Um, And you can just talk to people about this Transcend Through Wellness podcast and everything I'm trying to do here that surrounds wellness, getting well, and the sharing of my story and my daughter's story hopefully helps uplift and um, motivates others to get well. So thank you for listening and I'll talk to you again next week.
thank you so much for listening today. I'm so glad you're here. I hope the content resonated with you, that you felt inspired, motivated, and supported. If you feel like it would help someone you know, then send it on over to them. You can share it on social media, email it to them, or text it. And even better, leave me a review. I love reading all the comments. I love looking at the ratings because it helps me create more content that will truly help you. That's the intention in which I created Transcend Through Wellness, the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Transcend Through Wellness and send me a DM if you want to chat. I look forward to uh, checking in with you next week. And until then, remember wellness is the true wealth. Get out there and have a beautiful, beautiful day.